Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. We're here to continue in our coaches series, preseason coaches series, with Matt Wilbur from Dakota Wesleyan, seventh year head coach, a product of Augustana College where he played basketball and baseball. This Del Rapids native has taken Dakota Wesleyan to four straight NAI national tournaments. Prior to Dakota Wesleyan, Coach Wilbur assisted at his alma mater, Augustana, as well as South Dakota State. Also, he was a co-owner of Tibbetts Instructional Basketball School, known as Tibbs. So, welcome, Coach Wilbur. Thanks for having me. Well, I think it's a very interesting bio. Could you just talk to us and tell us your journey from Del Rapids to Dakota Wesleyan? Absolutely. I, uh, I've been a South Dakota native my whole life. And, you know, you mentioned uh, being an assistant coach at a, at a few different spots. And I've been lucky. I've just been in athletics on some level my whole life. And so after I, yeah, I played baseball and basketball, I'd already coached me right away. I moved around in the assistant coaching ranks and just loved doing it. But I got married and we had kids right away. And I wasn't going to continue coaching. I wasn't going to continue coaching and taking my wife away. We had twins. Uh, right out of the gate and so we stayed close to home and I started a basketball program with a really close friend and I did that for almost a decade before selling that business off uh, Sanford Health which is a, a hospital organization out here a really big one you see uh, they built a Sanford Pentagon basketball which is where the national tournament is held mm-hmm. and I was a big part of that before getting this job at Dakota Westland and you know, I was lucky getting the job here, frankly. They probably shouldn't have hired me. I had no prior head coaching experience. You know, like um, I was uh, what you would deem a workout guy um, with some previous college coaching experience. But, wow, it's been a great ride, and um, I've been very fortunate to uh, um, my administration, who's still here with us, um, for, for taking a chance on me. We've just been really lucky here, so it's been a lot of fun. So with your, i got to ask you, with your background at Tibbs, you know, does that mean you're a fundamentals guy? Would you be? Would you describe yourself as a fundamentals guy? Yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, when you're doing when you're doing basketball workouts, you know, like, and especially, you know, I guess if you look at us in the NEIA, offensive fundamentals probably more so. Defensively, probably not. You know, I I, I would say I'm probably more of an offensive coach than I am a defensive coach. And you okay. try to look at our numbers and see that. But uh, yeah, you know, you're working. It, it, it was. With the Tibbs basketball program, I mean, you're working with kids of all ages. You know, you're working with you're working with young kids just getting started to to professional to professional level players. So you're talking about uh, nonstop stuff. It's really simple things. I just was never as a workout guy gonna you know overcomplicate things. So it's been pretty simplified. And we do the same thing here at Dakota Wesleyan. A lot of the same stuff with footwork and how we want to play. But it's it's very simple and and, and to the basics. But yeah watching mechanics and all the footwork stuff with it I you know that kind of stuff really excites me kind of building on that coach Wilbur how would you describe your well your coaching philosophy so what I'm asking is what would you consider the traits of your teams or your program one way I like to ask it is if somebody thinks Dakota Wesleyan what do you want them to think now, being here and, and going and coaching through six seasons and having turnover as a roster, but we've really tried to be a very uh, ball movement, motion movement, player movement, high assists, low turnovers uh, type of team. And I think our numbers have, have shown that. But we've obviously had really, really good players to be able to play that way where we're trying not to be overly structured. You know, we obviously have a lot of rules for our offense, and things we want to do, but it's it's about our players making plays in the positions that they're they're the most comfortable and can be the most successful. I mean, 
the stat that we're always looking at is the assisted turnover ratio. You know, I, I can't tell you exactly where we've been, but I know we've led that stat multiple years in the last six and have always been at the top of that. Uh, we're very up-tempo, which I think pretty much most NEIA teams look that way. You know, a very fast pace, but uh, a very team-oriented, the ball moving a lot without it getting pounded a lot. So uh, with, with the type of offense you run, when you recruit, do you what's more important to you is the is it the ability to hit the outside shot or do you look for an instinctive player who can find his open position and understand how to find that open man in that situation yeah yeah i mean you're obviously looking for the best basketball player you can i think regardless of position for us i mean we you know the other thing with playing that way though our our low, we've always had a pretty we've always had a pretty strong presence in the low post and so having somebody we can throw it in, um, but we've been fortunate to have a couple of those guys that way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to play an emotion system where everybody's out there if not everybody can shoot. You know, it's tough having a non-shooter in motion because it, you know you can start you know defensively game planning for that to to cause problems. So pretty much everybody we've had here has had the green light if they're on the floor. And we expect them to shoot the basketball from the perimeter. But you brought up a really good point about having a good feel for the game. And I said this, we're looking for basketball players, guys that can do everything, that are good ball handlers, are, are, have a good comfortability moving without the ball, and then obviously being able to score the basketball, whether it be from the jump shot or around the rim. So um, you're just looking for overall talented kids um, that are able to play that way. Well, it's a system that certainly worked for you. Last year, you went 23-10, and 13-7 and 7 in that tough G-pack. Uh, you had a great team last year. You want to talk about uh, that team last year? Yeah, you know, we did. And it was, uh, it was an up-and-down year. You know, like uh, when, you're coming, when you're coming back, you know, we, we, we graduated um, from the year before. We graduated a low-post player who was second in our league and conference, and he led the conference in assists. So, I mean, he was a traditional back-to-the-basket five-man and Jason Spicer, and he was like fifth in the country in assists. So we played through him. And so we graduated him, and we didn't have a true low post. Our post player was a three-point shooter in Sam McLeod, a junior, and uh, we were very much spread the floor. But, you know, we had to bring in some new kids. You know, our starting point guard um, was a fresh uh, fresh face as a transfer in Nick Burden, and then we had Ty Hogan coming back. And so, and, and, but then we had guys that we lost, you know, just for varying reasons uh, before the season started. So we had to, we had to morph into something where, where guys hadn't played a lot together. Um, but, but they just kept moving. And I thought we got better and better throughout the year. And I think every coach would say that's what they would want. But yeah, we were very much a spread out uh, type team, throw it into the post very much. Um, it was a lot of uh, stay out of the lane. So, our guards can get in there, but uh, you know, in the G pack, you know, we finished fourth in the G pack, and when you're getting in that large bit in the NEIA, every game is just like, okay, we got to get this one, we got to get this one, um, because every game you play has that large bid uh, implication. So it was a uh, our guys really responded well, even through some ups and downs. But uh, yeah, we had a fun group of guys, and to get to the national tournament every year, we've been lucky to be there. Um, but getting a national tournament end of year is such a huge accomplishment, and I was proud of our group to do that, especially with having to add a couple of new uh, new faces uh, after graduating some really good players. 
And then, of course, at that national tournament, you had the whole Sanford Pentagon excited with what essentially were, were home crowds, and you had that heartbreak yeah. against Indiana Wesleyan. That, what a great basketball game that was. You know, it, it was it was terribly difficult. You know, our basketball team, I've only seen our team crushed after a loss uh, to that extent. We were devastated in the locker room. I mean, you're talking – you're talking everybody in that in that locker room is in tears and bawling. Um, and we'd only had that once, and that was after my first year in Boston, Morningside in the semis of the conference tournament. Um, and we would have went to the national tournament as an auto bid from that, but we had lost 108 to 106 in overtime, and our team was similar. I mean, it was just a really tough ending. Uh, but Indiana Wesleyan, holy cow, what a game. The, uh, Kyle Mangus hits a last-second shot. The place was rocking. And Indiana Washington had a lot of fans there, too, because they always travel well. But the, there was a ton of blue in the Pentagon, and they were they were rocking and rolling. It was a great game. Well, we'll talk about this year's team in just a moment after the break. But before we do, have you noticed a hardened resolve, if you will, of the, when these uh, guys came back this year after that heartbreak? We've had really good leadership, and we've had a pretty good offseason season. Um, we're lucky to have guys stick around here and they're in the weight room. But, you know, we, we've got Ty Hogan, who's a tremendous leader, and I know we'll talk about him probably a little bit more. But when you've got that at the top, you can feel good about it. But, yeah, getting started this year, we've got a motivated group. We've got a motivated group. And if you're going to be successful, they, they better be. So, yeah, it, it, I think we got some guys looking forward to the upcoming year. That NAI season, especially in that GPAC there, is going to be tough. There's no gimmies. So, Coach uh, Wilbur, uh, it, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a minute. Sounds good. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it, get it out to your friends, neighbors, and anyone you know on social media. We'd appreciate it greatly. Get the word of NAIA basketball out. Welcome back, Coach Wilbur. Yeah, NAIA basketball, man. It's a it's a it's a great level. It's been fun to be a part of, it, and I love talking about it. I appreciate you having me on. No, oh, absolutely. So let's talk about this year's version of Dakota Wesleyan out there in Mitchell, South Dakota. I'll, I'll tell you right now, you're not sneaking up on anybody. <laughs> right. Uh, whenever I talk to people about NAI basketball, there are a few teams that come up in the conversation on the short list, and one of them is always Dakota Wesleyan. You have a great core group coming back. Let's start with Ty Hoagland, 6'3", senior guard out of Del Rapids, first team All-American. Yeah, you know, uh, Ty's already had a really uh, accomplished career here, and he came in as a pretty highly touted recruit for us. We were really fortunate to get him. Uh, he was uh, he was the Mr. Basketball in South Dakota, averaged about 30 points a game his senior year, and uh, he jumped right on the scene right away. And he's sitting at just over – he went over 2,000 points for his career in our last national tournament game, and, uh, you know, he's been a first-team all-conference kid every year. Uh, he was fortunate when he came in as a freshman, though, we had what ended up turning out to be two first-team All-Americans, a point guard and a big man, and they had great years with him. Uh, he was able to get his feet wet, uh, getting going that way. But, you know, the numbers and all the stuff, the way he plays, he, it's easy to see. He's a, he's a fan favorite. He plays with a lot of passion. He plays with a lot of energy. I joke, I think he likes what happens after he makes a shot more than actually making the shot. He, you know, the, we're, we're, we're fortunate in the, we're fortunate, you know, in the Corn Palace here, um, our home, our home gym, you know, our home gym, we average about 2,500 fans a night and oh, we, we, we have a great home crowd and, and, uh, we're always, you know, right around the top for attendance uh, in the country. And so, 
Um, I think he likes entertaining the crowd just as much as he likes winning the game, and that's a compliment to him anyway, and, and we let him do it. So, But all the things he does on the court that you, that people see, he's better off of it. He's the, he's the energy behind our group. He's a tremendous leader. He's a great young man. He's got a great future in front of him, and he's just one of those special – uh, special generation type players you're going to get in a basketball program. And we just are fortunate to have him. And I can't believe we're already at the senior year with him, but we're lucky to have one more with him. Well, he's certainly a great centerpiece for your program, a great starting point for this year's team. Uh, but you also have uh, out of Chicago, Illinois, a guard, 5'10 junior, yeah. Nick Harden. He, uh, Nick really came on for us last year as his dude. He transferred into us the previous year at the semester. He, he started for us last year and started in every game. But he just had a really good year. Uh, a big, I think a big factor for him was just um, his outside shooting and being able to make some outside jumpers because he's a, he's a jet. He's very quick. He's really tough to stay in front of. He's good, off of, he, he's good on the ball, you know, off the dribble. And, and he can, he's slippery, right? He can find creases and get anywhere. And uh, he was a first-team all-league guy last year as a sophomore. Um, and we had two years with him. But he was, he was our second-leading scorer. And, and, and it was a lot like that. It was a one-two punch. And we had a good core around those guys that were uh, good compliments uh, to those two. But those, so Hoagland and Harden really led us. And, and, and Harden was right around 17 or 18 points a game and had a really good year for us. And he's uh, NAI All-American Honorable Mention as well, we must say. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Great year, and as a one-two punch, uh, he was really good. And people out your way, um, following NBA, you know, the, the Lillard, McCullum, you know, just a straight guard, one-two punch where those are your two leading scorers. And then you have uh, you have some length at forward. You have six seven senior out of Volga, South Dakota, Colin Kramer. Volga, South Dakota is Sioux Valley High School, and it's it's just uh, right next door to our uh, Division One school out here, South Dakota State, and we were lucky to get him too. A really good athlete, really good um, kind of guards all over for us, and, and he's really good. And then now on the front line, still with him coming back, um, is Sam McLeod, who is a Division Two transfer to us uh, from Rapid City, South Dakota, and he's our five man. But um, I was talking about our offense earlier. Um, he's a three-point shooter. I think his first year with us, he attempted two two-point field goals on the year, and those were in the last game. Every other shot he took was a three-point shot. So he, he stretches the floor for us, um, and those two guys on our front line get a lot done. Yeah, McLeod, 6'8", senior. Uh, yep. Last year, first off the bench was uh, another transfer, Tristan Techmeyer. He's out of Sioux yeah. Falls there, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yep, yep. Sioux Falls, South Dakota kid was at University of Sioux Falls. And, uh, you know, looking, you know, like a lot of kids right now, I'm here and my role isn't what, you know, I want to play. I want to play. And that was what he had going on. And we were lucky to get him out here. Really good rebounder, um, probably our best offensive rebounder, which we, we're, we're not known for that. So he, he added a different dimension. And he really got better as the year went on, as he got more time. And um, in our first round game at the national tournament, had a great game against Warner out of Florida. And uh, I think he probably had 14 or 15 rebounds in the game and 12, 13 points and, and was, was a huge factor. So we're looking for more out of more like that out of him this year. So we've got our whole front line coming back, uh, all of our size. So you, you're encouraged when you've got that going on. And then you went out and you had you had what I think is one of the better recruiting years. Let's start with Sawyer Schultz, 6'2 guard out of Emory, South Dakota. He was a Class B player of the year. They say he's a smart player, kind of a coach on the floor. 
he averaged 23 points in high school last year. Yeah, he's a, you know, when you're when you're adding recruits, I probably tend to float towards the keep the expectations lower uh, before we get going because you just never know how a guy's going to transition in. Um, because I don't care where you're going from high school or where you're going to college, that's a really big jump. Maybe not for Zion to Duke, right? Maybe not that, you know, those kinds of guys. Mm-hmm. But for our level, going from high school to NAIA basketball can sometimes be perceived as, hey, it's just a similar jump, and it isn't. It's a, it's a big boy jump when you're going from high school to college. But, yeah, so he, was, so he had a great high school career. He's a local kid. You know, um, he, had, he had offers. Um, he had offers at other places and a, and a couple of Division II offers. And, and so he was, a, he was a really great recruit for us um, on paper. But he grew up in the Corn Palace. You know, on Bridgewater Emory High School is uh, 20 minutes away from Mitchell. And, and, you know, he's one of those guys that had to, got to see all of, our, all of our teams before and see the Corn Palace rocking and rolling, and he wanted to be a part of that. So we're excited to add him. He's a talented kid. He's a, he's a scorer. He's a, he's a playmaker, and we're, we're looking forward to him to being a contributor this year. Well, then along with Sawyer, you've got 6'1 guard Jacob Prouty. He's from Clark Willow Lake, South Dakota. He scored over 1,500 points and uh, 450 rebounds in high school. Yeah, you know, it's, it's another one to see how that's going to translate. You know, he, he's, uh, he's one of these guys. You know, his dad went to school at Dakota Wesleyan, and we had, we had our eyes on him you know, all the way through his career. And he had a great high school career, had a tremendous he was a, a state champ as a senior and uh, and had a great state tournament, had two really big games to lead his team. Um, but he's just a tough, hard-nosed kid at the point guard. You know, he's not going to wow you with athleticism, uh, but he is scrappy and he's tough. And he's just one of those players you see, he's just kind of always in the right spot at the right time. And uh, we're hopeful for him. We're hopeful for him as he's coming in. But, he, you know, he's one of those guys, our freshmen are getting an education when you're returning a lot of kids and you're returning players like Holden and Harden in the in the backcourt, and they're going against those guys. You know that that's a that's a that's a free education in basketball. So um, we're excited about those two, but uh, they're going to have to going to have to keep moving forward and see and, and punch them into our into our rotation. So, Coach Wilbur, on paper, you definitely are one of the teams to watch. What are some of the keys that you see for finishing well in the G Pack and perhaps getting a bit deeper in the tournament this year? Yeah, you know, uh, when, when we've got so many guys, you know, we've got a lot of guys that have been in our program for three or four years and other guys that have been through it before, um, even if it's been a year, uh, you know, are, are we going to be hungry to get better all the time? Because we have things we need to get better at. Are, you know, our practice is going to be productive. Um, are we not just going to be, hey, we just got to get through the preseason. Let's just get through the preseason and get to games. That can't be our mentality. And I, and I credit our guys to this point. Um, they've been pretty good about that, um, but we got to keep it moving and going. Hey, this is where we need to get better. These are the areas we need to get better. And are we going to have a hungry team? And then uh, the other thing is, uh, with, there's no doubt there's going to be expectations with this group when you're bringing back, uh, bringing back as many players as we are from last year. But my take is that last year doesn't matter, and we haven't done anything yet this year. So uh, those expectations have to be tempered. Um, those expectations have to be put aside, and we have to have a competitive group and hungry and humble every day we go out there. And taking this kind of hand and coach speak, right, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. It'd be very easy to say, hey, we were in the national tournament last year. That's just going to happen. That's just not how it works. It's hard to get to the national tournament 
Um, it's hard to have a good year. And our league is deep all the time. Um, our league is deep all the time. And then our, our schedule this year, um, we're playing a lot of uh, national teams um, in, a, in four different classics. And so we, we've got a challenging schedule. Half of our, half of our, half of our games, are going to be against a national tournament team either last year or the previous year. So you're talking about us going up against some high-powered teams with tradition and history that are used to winning. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And I know I can say that and just to be we're just playing low and laying low with it, but that's the reality. We're going to have our hands full this year. Well, you're absolutely right. Every every season is a war. Yeah. You know, it sounds like it's going to be exciting there in the Corn Palace in Mitchell, South Dakota this year. Uh, really wish you luck, Coach. We're hoping that as the season goes on, we can get you back on so you can give us some insight into what's going on in the G Pack. Absolutely, absolutely. What you know, the the G Pack's just a, you know like there's 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 really great conferences, and the the one that you're out in that the Cascade and being in this, is, I think they're they're similar. You know, they they're similar, um, not just always in style of play, but just how well coached the leagues are. Um, how disciplined and how good the players are, and just how up and up and down. You, you know, you got you got Southern Oregon out of your league last year that finished fifth or sixth, and they were a 21-22 win team. Um, and we were in the same boat with teams like uh, Dort and uh, Hastings out here. Just every night, uh, you just don't have any time off, and and they're fun gyms to play in, and and there's just a lot of really cool natural rivalries at the G Pack. Um, it's just a very difficult league to navigate year in and year out. Every year it gets more and more competitive. I've talked to a number of people about that. There used to be gimmies throughout the year, but they're just not there anymore. And I, I think that's true in in every league. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I'd agree. We just don't have that. I mean, you're just uh, going on the road in these leagues is just terribly difficult to get a win. And, and sometimes people just expect it. You know, you're just like, hey, you're just expected to beat this team because this is how it's set up. And and that's just not how it works. Just uh, the quality of play in the NEIA um, with more kids than ever playing basketball across the country um, for a number of reasons, um, it's just added to the talent level. And so these teams are just high-powered teams with really good players that aren't just little guys either. I mean, you're running into really big size and really talented kids that they could be playing at higher levels if situations and circumstances were different. You just run into really, really good players and really well-coached teams. Well, Coach Wilbur, we appreciate having you on. Uh, as I say, Absolutely. we wish you wish you luck during the year. Hope to hope to speak to you during the season. Thank you, yep. uh, Coach Matt Wilbur out of Dakota Wesleyan. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, Bill. It was fun. Thanks a lot.